Where's the microphone on this thing? Uh, front or back? Front, because you gotta hold it up to speak, man. Okay, alright. Hello, everyone. This is After School Snacks, and we're back after a long hiatus. I'm your host, Jack, and main man as well. And I'm Morgan, who's questioning why Jack is doing an ASMR segment. <laughs> Shut up, Morgan. Never. We're coming to you live to bring back our voices to the live world. from the city of Compton in LA. Hmm, Compton sure looks like you're not <laughs> that. Oof, that lord. Well, um uh so today we're going to be covering three very interesting topics that may interest you. <laughs> we're also sponsored by the Department of Redundancy Department. Oh yes, and also I got to talk about our new sponsorship, the Department of Energy. Also, Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> if, if you need to get regulations cut for no apparent reason, the Department of Energy is for you. Who's that headed by? Rick Perry still? Yeah, he's a fucking dumbass. Ooh, you're alienating all probably zero of our Republican listeners. No, like, let's not, let's not say that. Rick the, the Department of Energy should objectively be headed by a scientist. I think you can oh, yeah. be fine with that, regardless of party affiliation, even though Morgan's a fucking... hates people who don't agree with him. Um, <laughs> uh, we're really off track. Okay, so yeah, our that's... topics today are the history of the internet, weebs, and cringe. And if you don't know what weebs are, stay tuned for the second half of the episode, and I will... We will enlighten you. I will uh, you red may, pill you about it. You may regret it later. Okay. Um, so, Morgan, take it away with the history of the internet. All right. The internet. You know it. You love it. Unless this is some sort of post-apocalyptic log where you're listening to us on a fucking VHS tape. You're using it to listen to us Imagine right now. Imagine if, like, of civilization, the only podcast that survived was ours. Then that would be hilarious. You but get also to hear sad. my... Uh, you get to hear my voice, which sounds like a 13-year-old talking, and uh, us talk about internet bullshit. Yes, but in order to talk about internet bullshit, there needs to be an internet to talk about. And that's... So, that is what I'm going to be covering in the first part here, the internet and how it formed. Now, some of you may know, know the basic story. Wasn't uh, it formed at the University of Minnesota? Uh, nah. I, I'm not going in on was. location specifics, more like general time period and right. uh, point is. Um, back in the 60s, early 60s, I believe 63, uh, the Department of Defense and their R&D wing, uh, what is now today DARPA, back in the day it was Defense Department. ARPA, they added the defense at the start for some god for second reason. They, they sw switched between the two, actually, somewhat consistently. Anyway. Uh, DARPA wanted a way to communicate uh, that wasn't by phone, essentially. And they started funding what would become known as ARPANET. Uh, it was based at a bunch of the research universities here in the U.S. So uh, we can probably safely say the U of M was involved. It's been a research university since, well, since it began. Yeah, I know for a fact, well, I say for a fact, I'm like 90% sure MIT was, as well as Berkeley. Um, and then there are a smattering of other research universities throughout the states that were part of this program. Mm -hmm. um, over the uh, years in the 60s, these uh, early computers were being developed and networked. 
Um, but now this is still early enough that computers are fucking huge. So, so like, how big were they exactly? Because I know, like... They weren't build room-sized anymore, like they were in the 50s, but they weren't much smaller. You'd certainly... And they were widely expensive. The only places that could afford them were the research universities. Are you sure they weren't room-sized? They're my, the powerful ones probably were still, but they probably were take up like a wall though. Yeah, certainly a wall. Because um, I remember, my dad used to talk about. Um, I think like in his undergrad, or or maybe he used um, computers at the University of Minnesota, and he talked about how huge they were, and that was in the mid '80s. Well, yeah, it it depends on what you need the computers for. But in the it, point is, they're being developed, and the only places that really could find you could find them were the research universities and the military. In this case, both. So uh, over the sixties, they're being developed, and finally in nineteen sixty nine, the first my favorite number. If yeah. you take off the nineteen, yes, quite. Um, I'm the, so funny. The first packet was sent between two research universities. Hello, world. Uh, probably something like that, knowing fucking nerds and their desire to be meme. Live long and prosper. Kilroy was here. Anyway, uh, this was monumental. It meant that two of the computer systems that were separated Con by... shot first. ...vast differences, d distances, had communicated. Uh, it wasn't very powerful. Beam me up, Scotty. I'll shut up now. <laughs> stop it with your memeing. Um, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just like sort of spitballing what they might have said. Well, let's see, 69, Star, Star Trek was out, so you might not be wrong. But you do have to remember that all the people working on this were, like, fucking ancient. So they were probably grew up in, like, the 30s and 40s. So it might have just been Test or... Hello World. That's pretty common for Hello World languages. isn't a bad guess, actually. Something like that. Anyway, doesn't matter what was sent. What matters is that was sent. The first Python program I wrote just printed out Hello World. I think that's the first for a lot of programs. Anyway... Um, with that, they now had a framework, and over the next few years and decades, it would continue to grow. Uh, ARPANET was well developed for the, uh, I think the Navy. The Navy gets a lot of the weird and high-tech projects for some freaking reason. I don't know. Anyway, um, it, it slowly grows, and so a ARPA, lot more... Is that... Um, so where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, ARPANET is now over the a good chunk of the American universities, and, you know, some of the other, other countries are taking notice. Um, it is still not what we were consider, though, the Internet, because while you could talk between two uh, research universities, and they have used this to speed up research immensely, and some of the more mm, adventurous of the people using them have even traded information... Uh, like books and I believe some of the earlier games as well. Um, it's still not really what we need uh, call an internet because the internet by nature is widespread and it is inter. It is out, outside of bounds. It's not within. This is this is an intranet. So how specifically was the intranet at that point structured? Like what does it look physically like? No, uh, basically each of the major research universities had some servers dedicated as nodes. Um, I believe they also hired a handful of private citizens to essentially host nodes as well uh, in areas that didn't quite have a research university, just to slow. Like private citizens, we might mean like professors or something? Uh, no, just random Joe Schmoes. Hey, oh, okay. we'll, we'll pay you 50 bucks a month if you host this server and pay for its upkeep, 
We'll give you access to the internet for the free. The upkeep would have been less than fifty. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been worth it. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. just to cut down on time and make sure it was. It, it, the The main point is that it was still somewhat centralized. Mm-hmm. If a node went down, you might cut off access between two halves of the country. All right. Uh, this is slowly not being the case, and it's growing. Um, however, a I believe British scientist working at CERN of all places. Uh, in the 1980s... Oh, CERN, I've heard that before. Hmm, yes. Uh, would be the next major, major advancement. Um, he managed to link up a bunch of them and essentially create what the prototype for the internet was. Um, at this point, the intranet had spread across the planet. Not everywhere, and certainly not equally. But it So at w- that point, was it just at research universities or private citizens using it? Uh, by and large... Uh, private universities, but if you're willing to pay, you were able to get access. I assume they had public universities too. Well, yeah, it's research in general. I mean, yeah, fucking yeah. the U is pre uh, public, um, but you wouldn't know from the tuition cost. Continue. <laughs> um, it, it was still purely in the realm of research and hobbyists. There was no Google. There were no web pages yet. Hey, if anyone's listening who can pay my tuition, hit me up. <laughs> Do not... <laughs> God damn it, Jack. Anyway. Had to go there. Uh, with this development CERN, though, that would start to change. When the servers got networked and you could start adding things mm-hmm. to them a lot easier, it created what would become the internet. Um, and from there, it sort of snowballed. By the late 80s, web pages, as we would start to know them, became a thing. However... Computers were still fairly clunky. Snowball. I prefer Moneyball. It's a book, Morgan. Don't. I am aware. It's a great book. You should read it. Stop shilling. I am a shill. Oh fuck! Somebody just put. Nah, never mind. God damn. I it. get distracted easily, man. Jesus. Anyway, point is the. It's inter- not my fault though. Yes, it is. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, anyway, God, if you came here for coherent thoughts why anyway uh the internet at this point starts resembling more of what we would expect although it's still very very primitive um you know the things you might see are uh, bbs's which were bulletin board systems probably do an episode later on various stuff like that but things were being developed you know there were websites there were fan sites for certain things star trek uh probably uh let's see 80s uh, furry yeah i suppose they did migrate to the internet decently quick um and then the other thing gaming not nearly as much as it is today well yeah they had an old uh they had a mmo that came out in the 80s called I think one of the first ones neverwinter it was called yes um these were not quite what you would expect by it an was mmo a D mmo yeah never neverwinter nights is the game version of it these yeah days. it's like sort of a sequel um but it's a great game though you guys should play it i'll never stop shilling <laughs> Um, but the important part was that it did allow people to be connected and it was slowly opening up the internet to the common person. Um, as mentioned, previous to this, you only really found researchers and hobbyists using it. You know, if there ain't nothing there, ain't gonna use it. But that was changing. Um, in the 90s... ain't baroque, don't fix it. (laughs) In the 90s is what a lot of people would consider the Wild West period of the internet. Prior to this was the... regulation. I'm getting to that. Prior to that was just the foundations, things being built up, a framework for the internet. But the 90s is where it started be- being codified and started being a f- 
more of a common person's thing. Yeah, they actually had like people using it in the TV show, which came out early nineties. Uh, the fuck is it called? X Files. Yeah, there you go. Which great TV show? You guys should watch it. Shits, it's shits the bed in later seasons, but yeah, it's pretty good up to there. Um, um, first four seasons are great. After that, eh. more or less. I haven't watched past that actually. It, so I it can't gets speak to it. weird. Anyway, um, and more and more things of. The 90s, as an era for the internet, was very lawless. Um, this was partially because governments didn't really get on the regulation train. And so you can imagine what kind of stuff they had on there. I'm not going to say it, but you, you, you know it. Yeah. Um, basically, if you could find it, or if you knew, uh, if you know where to look, you could pretty much find anything. Um, at this point, uh, the internet also... Some real degenerate shit. <laughs> The internet was also becoming more and more popular with the gaming crowd and also people in general. It was still kind of a Shout nerdy... to the gamers. A nerdy thing to do, but it was becoming slightly movie, lesser. Joker. <laughs> Jesus. People like my distractions, Morgan. Shut up. Continue, please. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway. Um, at this point, the internet is also a lot easier to access just purely physically. You no longer need to know like the actual locations to find shit because the web browsers start springing up. Mm -hmm. uh, originally, you know, America on... Type uh, in the IP. Yeah, back in the day. And, you know, you have Windows coming in, so it's a lot easier for computers in general to be used. Um, so what was the first language that we used the Internet? The first computer language, I mean. Fuck The first I language know. is probably English. Oh, you mean actual language, not... No, no, no. The first computer language, bro. Oh, um, well, I mean... Like, what did they write the code for the internet in? Good question. I don't know. Off the top of my head. I'd right. have to look it up. Okay. You know, th this is probably not going to be a one-off. The internet we'll talk is about it later. If you guys give some positive feedback about this episode. If yeah. I receive no feedback, I'll assume you hated it. We'll never speak of this again. Exactly. Anyway, um, going to the end of the 90s, the internet is becoming more and more necessary as well. It's still not required you know it's still only a fraction of total traffic and you know the phones newspapers still very important but the writing is on the wall and a lot of companies start getting their own websites you see amazon showing up around now I thought the writing on the internet was on the computer more quiet you know, cease your punnery <laughs> um and other thing other sites like that craigslist ebay um you know those sort of start sites spring up here and bring the internet to a more accessible audience. 4chan. That shows up a little later, actually. We have an episode on it, if you guys want to... Our first episode. Yes, yeah. it's a good one. Um, moving into 2000s is where the Wild West of the internet starts becoming less so, and you start seeing more regulation and centralization. doesn't happen immediately. The f first half of the 2000s is more or less just a slightly fancier-looking uh, version of what was there in the 90s. You still got a lot of lawlessness. You still find a lot of small forums. It's a good time. Well, sort of. It has its ups and downs, but it's a very interesting time. That you cannot, that you cannot deny. Mm -hmm. Starting in 2005 is when what I would consider the adulthood of the internet starts to really coalesce. I think you, I remember using YouTube 
It might have been when it first came out. Was that 2007 or maybe five. earlier? Five. 2005 okay. was when YouTube started later in the year, I'm pretty sure. And it wasn't until 07 that it became popular, popular. But YouTube was created back by then. Google had been a thing for a while now. The sites that you still use today, my social media, because that skyrockets later on, start becoming a thing right now. Reddit? Reddit, I think, 2011. We can have another episode on Reddit. Yeah. Reddit sucks now. Jesus. Um, I'm talking, of course, about the fuck whole the award thing. Like, you know, the gold and silver stuff pisses me off. They've had that for years, man. Why would you spend money to, like, Fake internet points. Someone? Fake internet points, man. You can sell accounts for karma, too. Most karma I ever got was, I think, 7,000. Then I got banned. <laughs> That's irrelevant to the current discussion. <laughs> Um, at this point, you also see the internet being recognized by the governments more, so it's starting to see more regulation. Um, Which is good. Regu repeat after me. Regulation, good. The issue with that, though, is that, by and large, the governments writing the legislation are a bunch of fucking cavemen. I mean, if you were around the internet earlier on when viral videos did not necessarily need to be on YouTube... You may remember hearing some senator from Alaska, I think, screaming about the internet as a series of tubes. That is the kind of intelligence we're working with here, people. Why didn't they consult with scientists when writing the legislation? They never fucking consult scientists. They haven't either. Because the politicians are fucking stupid. The, the point is, regulation is good, and the Wild West of the internet, while interesting, had a lot of bad shit on there. Mm -hmm. But regulation is bad when it's made by people that don't understand what the fuck they're regulating. And inherently speaking... Which is why, if there are any politicians listening... Oh yeah, all zero of them. <laughs> you should consult with scientists before writing your legislation on a topic that I guarantee you know nothing about. Exactly. Although there was actually a nuclear physicist who was a representative who helped write the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah, it is a fun fact. Anyway, um, moving... Keep going on, 2007-2008, um, you start seeing consolidation more. Amazon's been a thing for a while. It's starting to get bigger. It's starting Start out to as selling as a book delivery business. I believe so, yes. Google is becoming more monolithic as well. It has, at this point, pretty much become the number one search engine over the previously popular Ask Jeeves, or just Ask these days. That's the one my parents used back in the day. Um, I never remember using anything but Google. Yeah, our generation's probably only going to really, really remember I'm young, Google. though. I'm pretty young. Yeah. Anyway, I barely remember Jeeves, and I was less... I'm only a little bit older than you. Mm. Anyway, um, at this point, the internet is pretty much recognizable as it is today. You have your um, the big-name websites, Amazon, Google, um, eventually Reddit, and you have your niche websites, your forums for... We their, did it, Reddit. <laughs> for individual things, and you have some of the things that the internet becomes known for, uh, like things that can only exist on the internet, uh, web comics, um, giveaway—well, not giveaways, but you know, like electronic versions of these things, uh, forum games, archival sites, archival sites. Those are those actually sprung up earlier on. They're part of the lawless part of the internet, but they're a gray area. They're not technically illegal. I, I mean, they sprung up during that time period, mm. uh, but uh, a handful of them are still around. There's actually a thing called the shit, the DefCon conference, which is big, big hacking conference. Uh, there's a guy on there who uh, did a panel once that uh, he runs an archival site of fucking everything. Like, mm -hmm. he'll archive old BBS conversations. Fun to trove through some days, because there's some weird shit on there. Also, also, 
Bash.org's got some real fun chat logs from the good old days. I put on my robe and wizard hat. Um, <coughs> anyway, um, however, this is also the period... Actually, fun fact. Um, one of my favorite authors, I've found archives of a bunch. He used to do internet chats back in like early 2000s and stuff with fans and stuff. Pretty cool if you look back at them. Oh, yeah. The, the issue, though... Um, this I'll probably cover more on another later episode, assuming you guys want it. Um, finding shit from the olden days of the internet can be kind of tricky, but that's a story from another time. Um, this 2009-ish, and you know, this is where social media really gets going. So what was the first social media site? Was it MySpace? It was, if you want to go technical, it might have been AIM, AOL Instant Messenger. Um, but the the first popular, popular one was MySpace, at least the one I remember. Because I remember back in middle school going through an internet safety seminar thing that they forced us to go through where they were like, now remember, don't put your real name on the internet or all the, uh, all the um, candy or yes, pedophiles, are going to come and know exactly where you are and here's this video about the girl that did just that and she got horribly treated. And the first shit. time I remember using the internet, um, mind you, you don't... Don't be a dumbass on the internet, but goddamn, they fear mom. You don't form, then. like, a ton of memories as, like, a really little kid, but... No, I think time... you don't start until, like, ten, something like that. First time I remember, I was in third grade, and we're using some... Cert... We're using Google to, like, look at projects in, like, the library. Like, I believe I was doing a project on some Middle Eastern country, actually. Really? Do you like the history of it, or...? Yeah, yeah, history of it. Using the internet for that. Yeah. Th that's, uh, Wikipedia also shows up in the 2000s, by the way. Good site. Use it frequently. Um, anyway, social media is... The Actually, fairly reasonably accurate for higher mathematics and physics. Reasonably. Hmm. Um, basically, Wikipedia is great for non-controversial things and things that are so fucking complex that no, like, jackass can edit because they don't understand what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Which is why higher mathematics and exactly. physics. If you look at politicians, though, ooh. Roe versus Wade, Donald Trump, both things that probably get edited. No, help. like the really controversial shit gets locked down. It's like, all right, we're going to wait like a year or two, wait for this to calm down. No more editing this, goddammit. Actually, um, I, at the University of Minnesota, um, they had... Uh, they had a big poster, I remember, which was talking about an editing party to, like, give certain articles a liberal slant. I know my fucking high... One of my high school teachers mentioned that they liked editing Wikipedia before a big test... Or, no, before a paper was due just to fuck over people that looked on it. Which I don't think you can do anymore. They got enough janitors to keep that from happening. You look at Wikipedia for the sources, not that. If you're doing research, yeah. But uh, it just casual information, it's an encyclopedia, you know. You don't cite encyclopedias either. Anyway, moving on. Social media is what I would probably personally say is the second most recent milestone for the internet. Uh, this is where it really hits the mainstream, even more than it already had, and is also where you start seeing the downfall of what would have been the classic internet age. You mean censorship? Partially, but also the corporatization of it. Um, MySpace was Corporations the aren't people. Repeat after me. Hmm. MySpace was first, but it never got nearly as popular as its immediate successor and uh, killer, Facebook. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, and all those other various social medias. Reddit, 4chan. I wouldn't call 4chan a social media. It's more of a forum where you can be as edgy as you want. Um, anyway, 
they are all the new kind of internet social media because technically speaking social media has existed in the past the various forums 4chan sort of but they were more personal you know you didn't necessarily have your name attached to it but you you know you usually had a community there if you trolled or if you fucked around too much you usually got kicked a few places were physically opt-in you had to pay to get in something awful was like that probably still is getting kicked for trolling Yes, but Facebook and all those other sites, they rely on lots of people and using them. So they don't really kick you unless you really break the law. <laughs> and what's more important is that these also, by and large, use your real name. Not always. There are meme pages, but most people are there as themselves, which, conversely to a lot of previous experiences, didn't make people more sane, you know. There, there was back in the day, the anonymity of the internet allowed you to be a complete fuckhead with no repercussions. So you'd think when you had to physically attach your name to it, people would be a little more kind, a little less jackassy, but that didn't happen. I think we should remember when looking through the social media like 10 years ago plus of, you know, famous people that, you know, everybody was dumb learning how to use the internet. True. Kids do dumb things. Kids do I know dumb things. I wouldn't want some of the dumb things I did as, as a kid posted on the internet. Yeah, thankfully my parents didn't let me get social media, so I didn't... My, thankfully, somewhat quick, cringy stage did not get anywhere documented. I think my fuck. point is we should try to be a little bit more forgiving. Yes. If they are of the age group that deserves it. If you're a 40-year-old and me and a jackass on the internet, you should know better. Like, there is this one... uh the shortstop for the Washington Nationals, um, people dug through his Twitter, and he was uh, quoting the movie Mean Girls, I believe, when he was a kid. Yeah. Some of the worst jokes. Ooh. So, um, so, you know, he's just a dumb 16-year-old at the time. See, it's like, teenagers are fuckheads, inherently. Doesn't matter if you don't think and People you were getting on his case about it, thinking that he, like, hated certain people for yeah. it. When he was just quoting a movie, mind you, in bad taste, but that's my example of being forgiving. Yeah. Anyway, um... So, social media is coming, it's rising, and more importantly, as Jack sort of mentioned, this is where advertisements become very, very important. Uh, a lot of websites back in the day ran off of personal savings and donations, with sometimes some ads. Um, Pop-up ads were kind of weird. They weren't really tied to a website, they were more of a thing themselves. Thank fuck they don't exist anymore, mostly. <clears throat> Unless you go to really bad sites. Um... But embedded sites, and more more importantly, Google mostly, uh, assisted ads, the ones that target you, and the ones that they can decide if they want to be displayed on certain websites. Um, the fact that advertisers can now say, well, I don't really want my ad on these kinds of websites or sites that host this kind of content, means censorship becomes much more of an issue. Yeah. Which leads into what I consider the final and current. There we go. Sorry about that, just a minor break. Uh, where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, the most recent and what is currently, in my opinion, still continuing part of the internet. And that is the corporate era. At this point, if you use the internet, I'm sure you see that ads can be somewhat creepy in how well they target you. I have an ad blocker. Yeah, so do I. Um, but Google, I get some really strange ads. Yeah, Google assists with that. And you notice that a lot of the major sites are somewhat more restricting. At this point, the internet has been almost completely corporatized. Um, while that is good in the sense that it's at this point pretty much guaranteed the internet's never going to go defunct, it also means that they are now beholden to shareholders. And shareholders, by and large, are fucked. Except for certain 
certain sites that run on donations. Like Correct. Wikipedia. Yes, Wikipedia, as far as we know, will never be censored, mostly, because the community itself might writes the articles and they run off donations. By the way, donate to Wikipedia, you fucking freeloaders. But, but I like freeloading. <laughs> but other That's things, why I support Bernie Sanders. But other sites like Reddit and, well, Reddit sort of, um, they really don't care unless they get negative media attention. Um, but YouTube in particular. And oh boy, did they get negative media attention about some things. Oh yeah. Incels. Yes, which we'll, we already covered once, I think. We did. But sites... I don't know what an incel is. Watch that episode. Yeah. Sites are now beholden to stockholders, and they're stupid, and... Basically, the original idea of the internet being a thing that unites humanity as a bastion of knowledge, understanding, and community has basically proven to not work. Not necessarily by design, but certainly by action. The fact that we let the corporate sites and the corporations in general get their grubby little fingers all over it. Is it too late to be saved? No, I don't think so. There is a fair amount of blowback recently over how corporate the internet has gotten. But, what blowback? Hmm? What what blowback are you referring to? Well, just in general. Like, if you go to a lot of the websites that still have forum elements to them where you can poll what the users are thinking, by and large, they don't want what's going on. People reading on forums, though, is like, it's fairly different. It's not actually going to cause any action. No, but there unless are... Unless there's negative media attention. There are politicians, like Bernie Sanders, that don't want the internet to be as corporatized, I don't think. You know, the 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 issue is that the internet kind of is being divided up into uh, an oligarchy. You know, you got Google, you got Amazon, you got Facebook, you got sort of Disney. Like, if you just broke up those companies, the internet would be a lot less restrictive in that regard. Disney is a monopoly and needs to be broken up. Yes, indeed, as are a few other companies. But that's beside the point. So the end result from a bunch of nerds getting together at Berkeley and MIT and probably the U of M to a invention that can essentially runs the world at this point. The internet Get a little bit closer to the mic. I'm not sure if it's actually picking up. There you go. The internet is something that cannot be ignored at this point, even if you wanted to. Uh Back in the 90s, if the internet disappeared, people would be disappointed, there'd be some ha minor havoc, but things would go on as normal. If the internet disappeared today, the world would end. Would it, though? Yes, we have too much of our financial stuff behind the internet at this point. It would destroy enough records that eh, most of the financial institutions would fall, which would cause a, a global economic downturn, which usually means war breaks out. Even Not even the Swiss would be immune. They have do a lot of e-banking these days. And do you know why war breaks out after economic downturn? Nothing nothing revitalizes the economy like the blood of the innocent? Yep. Unironically. Mm, that and the arms manufacturers. Anyway, so... Military-industrial complex. The thing Bernie Sanders is red-pilled on. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of things about the internet that I didn't cover. Nuances, specific events, and, you know, a few things that I personally just find damn interesting. But... If this gets, you know, if this is popular, we'll probably do more episodes. You we know, all I, know you're a furry, Morgan. Quiet, you. That's a lie, and I will not be slandered in such a way. Um, but there are certain things, like, in my personal opinion, the evolution of chat on internet stuff is fucking fascinating. But that's for another time. Our next topic, though, 
weebs. Now, Morgan, I know what a weeb is. Some people might not, though, and since you're good at explaining things, why don't you explain what a weeb is? Shit, I even know the origin of the word. So, weebs. Go into that, too. I will. Weebs. Even if you don't know what the fuck they are, you've probably seen at least one of them. They're them people that have them anime wife be clear pedal. before we start this episode that I am not a weeb. Insert Richard Nixon's speech here with crook replaced with weeb. Yeah. I know Richard Nixon had a body pillow if he was still around. I'm not I'm not actually a weeb though, and I want that to be known. <laughs> Man, that's suspiciously specific denial, but moving on. The boondocks is not an anime. <laughs> we'll get to that one day. Anyway. Good show, watch it. Um Really edgy though. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't believe it got made. Check yourself before you watch it. Anyway, weebs, you know them. They are them overweight people with the anime waifu pillows or the katana collection that's probably way too sharp for their own good. I have a sword. Is it a Japanese sword? No, it's not a katana. It's a. I think it's a gladius actually. Oh, fun. Heavy as fuck though. Oh yeah, th swords are not light. Good ones at least. Anyway, weebs are. They're but infinite. Fencing swords, on the other hand, they only weigh a couple pounds. They're easy for a weak uh, manlet such as myself to use. Yes. Weebs don't use those. Fencing is really fun. I might actually do an episode on it later. Yes, yeah, save it for that episode, man. Okay. We're talking about weebs, and weebs do not do sports. <laughs> uh, they you do know, sports and my book. I, I, I've actually seen, uh, you know, circumstantial sort of... What is the right word? Anecdotal evidence that, like, they try to join, like, some of the traditional long sword fighting things, and then they just, like, you know... Shit on it because it's not yeah. katanas? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, long sword fighting's legit, people. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's a little bit of a weird interest, but legit exercise. You gotta be legit in shape to do that kind of stuff. Sword fighting ain't easy. I don't mean, if, uh, getting poked by a, a fencing foil through a layer of, uh... Through a layer of of what's essentially canvas hurts and bruises. I can only imagine how many bruises that leaves. No kidding. Anyway, weebs, back to the actual fucking topic. Um, there have been a lot of people that have done episodes or videos or what have you on weebs, but, you know, we're going to give our own take on it. Uh, weebs are individuals, usually American, I think, but it can exist in any place that ain't Japan, I guess. I think it'd be safe to say that also the majority of them are probably white males mm, certainly uh at least on the internet it seems that way yeah certainly on there anyway although you can't truly know somebody's ethnicity on the internet true true 100%. um not not hating on any ethnicities i'm just i'm just saying what i've you seen. can hide it easily enough if you're good yeah. at it anyway uh weebs are individuals as jack said usually americans usually white usually individuals guys. is a strong word morgan <laughs> they don't have much of a personality to do they um who idolize Japan and its media to an almost deification. That but, seems fair. We're not talking about people who are like Japanophiles who like legitimately like the culture and didn't get introduced to it through the quote, culture in quotes yes. through anime. We're talking about I, I'm, those kind of people. Like, they're legit. You can be like, you know, you can like really Japan like... Japan fascinating. It has an interesting history. Really like a country's culture. culture. Like... I mean, like, what really interests me is, like, the culture of Ireland. Right. How they were they were uh, violently converted by the Christians of their Celtic yeah. religion. But weebs are not. Weebs, usually speaking, will know of Japan through uh, anime, manga, occasionally uh, music, 
that's less common, but it does K-pop. exist. Well, that's not from Japan. J- it's J-pop, dumbass. <laughs> um, and then this is the important part. Usually speaking, we'll be putting down their own culture, whatever it may be, in expense of Japan, which is cringe, which yes. we'll get to for a couple minutes at least. Yes. Um, weeb, as the word, actually originates from 4chan. You can thank them for that. And that's because um, weebs as we know them didn't really exist. Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't use a stronger word for that. They tried. I'll get to that. Then I'm not actually going to say the word on a podcast. Anyway, <laughs> weebs didn't really become a thing here in the West, or at least in the U.S., until like the late 90s when anime started getting ported over in quantities that were enough that it dragon ball z very fucking popular that kind of started the whole thing and then you got you know your one piece your naruto naruto in particular was real bad you know too much about this morgan i was a kid that grew up when toonami was a thing man okay fair enough anyway plus i watch anime i watch anime man i don't i know you violently hate it it's funny (laughs) hey i'm in good company my main man whose name begins with an h and i'm not gonna say his full name also hates anime moving on um we can use first names on this podcast right I, yeah 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 okay my main man hamlet hates anime moving on um back to the 4chan thing um back in the day when weebs first started becoming real noticeable um 4chan was fucking inundated with them and the rest of 4chan being the edgelords they are started calling them uh, what was it um Wapanese, I think. White Japanese. Because... Oh, I thought it was something using a certain no, slur. No, no, thankfully. Surprisingly not. That Well, you have to remember, 4chan was edgy, but it wasn't that edgy yet. This was like 2003, 2004. Probably 2004. Really? They weren't dropping... You not know, quite yet. Give them another couple of years. They didn't, like, make a port mutton to the N-word and something? You'd be surprised. No, that was mostly pole. Anyway. Okay. Pole is a bad, bad Don't go there. of 4chan. Like... In, in general, 4chan's got not much worth anymore. It's kind of a The blue shell. boards are fine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and one particular uh, janitor, which is 4chan's terms for mods, moderators, uh, didn't like uh, Wapanese being used. They use for... another term for moderators on there, too, that yeah. I'm not going to say. <laughs> for some damn reason. He didn't like Wapanese, so he banned anyone using it. Well, they still need a way to make fun of the people that like Japan way too much. And around this time... He didn't like the term or didn't like those people? The term, and I think he was one. I don't know for sure. Fucking you know, power tripping mods. Where is that familiar? Everywhere. Reddit. Um, around this time, there's a... Discord, but I'm the power tripping mod in that case. <laughs> uh, there is a webcomic still going on, I think, though it's slow updating, called the Perry Bible Fellowship. It's one of them weird-ass... It looks basically just cartoon or comic from newspaper transplanted to the internet. Random shit, but it's entertaining. And at one, they have one... A webcomic where a dude's in a corporate meeting and he says something about weeaboo stocks are up one of his co-workers brings out a paddle and says did someone say weeaboo and they proceed to paddle the poor bastard while chanting weeaboo that's hot for some damn reason 4chan said eh, let's see starts with w starts with a w close a fuck enough and uh weeaboo as the japanese uh obsessive was born so i want to be clear weeaboo is not like a slur or a gamer word uh, it wasn't that way to begin with, at least. You know, people get offended when you call them weebs. I wouldn't call it a slur, personally. But, I mean, they're cringy as shit. Um, you know. So they're gonna get offended by, like, anything. Even people, like, saying, hey, 
I like the culture of Ireland, and they're going to re about that. Yes. Um, just to be clear and emphasized again, it's not bad if you like anime or manga or any of that stuff. It's only when you I start... beg to defer. Quiet, you. I'm trying to be helpful here. It's only when you start taking that as A, what Japan's actually like. Spoiler alert, it isn't. And B, start using it as a way to feel A, supreme over other people, and B, put down your own culture, or at the very least, just be a damn idiot about and, it. And, like, sexualizing characters that aren't supposed to be sexualized, which well, I wouldn't cut that segment. Cut. Anyway. Uh, weaves are kind of a difficult topic to talk about, not because they're, like, a problem, but simply, well, they are a problem, but, I mean, it's, it's a very broad topic, but... In my country, there is problem. Quiet, you. Cut, cut, <laughs> cut. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, weebs, as a group, can be... They can be difficult to categorize, aside from just a general broad weeb. You got the people that, you know, like the certain animes way too much. So I'd think down. a certain descriptor would be people who um, think that Japanese culture is a certain way based on anime and really obsess over anime, like have yeah. like a body pillow of their quote unquote waifu. Like well, I use the term waifu ironically. Some people don't use it ironically though. Yeah. Yeah. And they get weird for? about it as like really weird. Weebs, you know, when you see him really, it's, you just like the, because the issue is... To quote a certain Supreme Court justice, obscenity is something that you know it when you see it. Peter said that. Cut? No. I don't remember. How's that bad? It was know. actually a Supreme Court justice. I know, that doesn't necessarily mean they're a good person, but moving on, that's Supreme beside the people point. aren't good people. Moving on. And they're not, like, horrible, I assume. The thing is, I don't remember which Supreme Court justice said that, and there were some real bad ones you don't want to be quoting. <laughs> it was 70s, so, or 60s, so... That's less likely then, but I don't fucking remember. Right. Anyway, um... What was I? Oh, yeah. Uh, weebs kind of come in waves. That's mostly because what... You can... How do I say this? Weep culture is constantly evolving, based on what the current anime and current... Uh, manga is popular at the time. And so are you saying at one point, like, when the animes, like, the old school animes, weeb culture wasn't that horrible? Not necessarily, but it was a lot, well, it was smaller back then, but B, like, what, weebs can be very unique, I will say, but they can also have very, um, obvious trends. They can be pretty degenerate in the sense that they like things that normal people don't like. And I'm not talking about anime here, I'm talking about, well, you know what I'm talking about. No. But not in that... Well, I mean, yes, in that way, but Bad not, illegal stuff. Not what I'm referring to. I mean, Naruto running, let's say. You know, weebs do that. and But, like, do they still do that? Eh, sort of, but Even not as much. Even I do not have enough cringe where I do that ironically. <laughs> like, I would... I would... Moving... My, my point is that weebs kind of go with what's popular simply because that gives them the sense of community. Right. In the olden days, that usually meant Dragon Ball... Maybe Sailor Moon and some of the other stuff that got ported over in the early days. Um, then it was Naruto and One Piece. These days it's Attack on Titan and probably My Hero Academia. Although I haven't seen any weebs that go that I far. I don't know one. those words and I'm going to pretend that I've never heard them. No one cares what you think in this regard. You already say you hate anime. But usually speak... Oh, Death Note. That was a big one that was popular. Um, weebs will latch on to one particular anime or manga and 
be real fucking cringy about it. Like imitate characters from it and shit. Imitate characters, you know, cosplay. Speak Japanese horribly. Well, that's just a given. Say that they're gonna move to Japan because of the culture. I know someone that actually did that. I have no idea what they're like now. I know someone who's planning to do that. I'm not gonna say his name though. Jack. Ah, Lord. Anyway, uh, this has been a real rambly segment, but honestly, weebs are kind of hard to just talk about coherently because they're not a coherent group. You can define them in broad strokes, as we have, but... To sum it up, a weeb is someone who, like, you know, has a... Might have a body pillow and call a certain character their waifu. But in general, they're someone who obsess over anime a extreme amount and assume that's what the culture in Japan is. Yes. So you could actually say, in a way, they're kind of racist. They can certainly be, um, not only because they take um, their own culture down... But also because, as you said, they tended to get very unhealthy stereotypes. Um, and, you know, making assumptions about Japanese culture that strictly aren't true. And they might not necessarily be demeaning assumptions all the time, but just like assumptions that strictly aren't true and are ridiculous. Right. And, like, ugh, it, they, they can get real creepy about it. It's... And I think that's a good definition of racism, if there is one. Yeah. Um, the Incidentally, just slight aside before we go on to our last topic... Um, because of all, a lot of the stuff that we've defined requires them to not be Japanese because it's kind of hard to say Japanese are better when they are your in fact culture. So what's interesting is that weeaboos are a, are strictly the foreign obsessives. Um, if you want the equivalent in actual Japanese So it is like the Japanese like mainstream, it's hard to have a, a, a paint a uh, mainstream culture in broad strokes, so to say, but to like the Japanese, like, in general, just sort of have a low opinion of weebs? Usually, yes, but that's probably more because they, whenever weebs show up in Japan, they're really cringy. There's some I... photos online that are fucking funny. A guy walking <laughs> down a street <laughs> with, a with an anime body. He's pillow. dressed up as a fucking character, too, with bright And you can hair. just see this, like, this elderly Japanese <laughs> man just, like, staring at him in shock. Oh, I love that. It's a great picture. Disgust, too. <laughs> but no, um, the equivalent in Japan proper is the otaku, which you actually might hear weeaboos call themselves. This is not a term that is good. Otakus in Japan, Japanese society, are the people that have completely, essentially given up on life, sit in their room all day, consume manga and anime, and generally contribute very little. Um, they do not live particularly happy lives. They are sad, sad people, and I pity them. Do not call yourself an otaku. Probably not a good thing. So then what does Kotaku mean? I don't fucking know. Oh, wait, it's that site. It's that shitty quote-unquote journalism site. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, that's weebs for you. Now, Jack. All right, cringe. Like like I said, like, you know it when you see it. It's Mm -hmm. sort of, you know, the things that... Not not necessarily disgust you but when you see it on the internet you'll have this sense of secondhand embarrassment that's a good way to put it um cringe like the the actual action you know the kind of eh, scrunch up after seeing something painful or just disturbing or whatever um cringe is very popular on the internet as both a way to make fun of something and also as just to fuck people you know and some people like consume cringe because like they find it funny yeah like me yeah you know, it, but also the the issue with cringe is that usually you have like two kinds of cringe. You have the cringe that is cringy because it's someone that should know better doing it, 
And then there's the cringe where it's someone that doesn't know better doing it. And Let's give examples of both. Someone like uh, a good, a, I'll say above 20-year-old weeaboo being full weeaboo is cringe. However, someone younger, like a 13-year-old or a 15-year-old being a dumbass on the internet. Leave Britney alone. Can also be very cringy. However, like they don't example. fucking know better because they're teenagers and, as previously mentioned, dumbasses. Um, Your frontal lobe isn't fully developed as a teenager, so I you actually have hits, a hard time. I don't think decisions. it's fully developed until you're 22 or something. And it's delayed if you have something like ADHD, too. Yeah. Um, so the issue with cringe is that it can be real fun to make fun of it, but people, because the internet always takes things to extremes, will make physical fun or threats of the people that are involved in the cringe personally. So I'm going to say this once. Making fun of kids on the internet is not cool. It's not funny. Doesn't necessarily matter what they did. You shouldn't make fun of children. Exactly. They literally, well, they probably know better, but they don't have the full brain structure to really comprehend that yet. They will, and they will be relentlessly embarrassed. But if you see a kid being cringy on the internet, and your forced response is, I should start try threatening to kill him for doing the thing I don't like, then you should probably take a good look at yourself. You're a bad person if you do Realize that. you're a terrible person. Get some empathy. Empathy is an important thing to have. Yeah, and just realize that you're taking something a kid is doing way too fucking seriously. Now, if those same actions are being done by someone who's like fucking 30, they really should know better. Still don't tell them to kill themselves. Right. You make fun of them, though. Yeah, you know, they're telling someone to kill themselves One is still thing the ultimate I, line. One thing a comedian I like said is you should... It's fair game to make fun of people for, like, adults, I mean, for things they did, not how they look, or things they can't help. Right. So, like, making fun of Mel Gibson for certain comments he's made. Totally cool. Making fun of, I don't know, some actress because she's kind of ugly. Not cool. Right. But, and then going kind of back to what we were saying, making fun of, you know, um... This is dating me a bit, but the the classic meme, the the uh, Star Wars kid, the the guy that got recorded doing all the fucking moop Jedi moves with the broomstick back in the day, you know, he was relentlessly bullied for that, and he was is that the one where he, like photoshopped like lightsabers on it? Or? That was actually later. No, the original one was him just with a broom and the broom closet. Because that was kind of funny. I thought like the whole yeah. lightsaber thing. Yeah, it, you know, it in the scale of things as very low on the cringe scale these days but he was still relentlessly bullied for it and that just ain't cool if it was someone who was like 40 you can make fun of him for that it's another good funny. example of cringe is ben shapiro quote unquote debating people yeah that's a good example of cringe Ugh. i'm gonna give you a hint what he does wouldn't fly in a debate and wouldn't even wouldn't even pass if you're an english paper using his strategies no he's a bulldozer anyway um, yeah, cringe is pretty subjective. What is one person's cringe is just normal to another person. But by just go just go by the same same kind of idea. If it if it's a kid doing it, set them straight if you can. You know, hey, you probably don't want to be. I mean, being be... helpful. Yes. Not insulting them. Like, like, hey, this maybe isn't a very smart thing to do. You might regret it later. Right. Helpful. Telling them to kill themselves. Not helpful. Exactly. Bad. Maybe even illegal. You shouldn't be. Oh, it's illegal. Death threats are always illegal, but by and large, they don't actually care unless it's someone important, i.e. the president. They actually kill themselves. 
Or if you do it long enough that they can, um, I get think a harassment. Threatening the president you. actually adds a separate category, like it's like a harsher punishment. Which I, I think it's a felony. Yeah, I, I get that. It's in the so I, I suppose it, and stuff. Yeah, I suppose it would be more equivalent, uh, just unless you are actually threatening the president. Uh, more accurate to say, um, it'd be more akin to say threatening. I don't know, fucking William Shatner or some shit. You know, someone who's. They don't care unless... He's pretty cringy, actually. He is weird. He's a massive brony. He's also a dick to some actors. I know he's on 4chan, which explains a lot. <laughs> um, I mean, fucking... Like, William Shatner, he's kind of cringy. You can make fun of him all you want. He's an asshole. He knows it. He rebels in it. I read this story online that he was, like, you know, hitting on some, like, college-age girls. Like, when he went to a college or something which that's kind of disgusting for a man that age i mean fuck how old's leonardo dicaprio his girlfriend's like 20 something oh god yeah they uh gervais made fun of him on that for the at the golden globes oh yeah gervais's golden globes beautiful stuff (laughs) they were great funny you guys should check him out fucking once again he doesn't make fun of people for appearances things they did right like the thing he said which i think is a good good words to live by yeah like the effect that the hollywood people really fucking liked it or Epstein and fucking what Weinstein and all that shit liked what what um Weinstein and Epstein that what they liked what they were friends oh yeah that whole thing friends with Gervais or friends with each other Ricky Gervais was making fun of the fact that a good chunk of the Hollywood elite rubbed shoulders with or were oh, friends with right yeah with I, Weinstein and that uh, stuff he also made an Epstein didn't kill himself joke on the most recent Golden Globes fucking Adam Driver lost his shit at that that was great to see and he made fun of uh, Apple for being quote unquote woke despite having slave factories and fucking Tim Cook was in the audience. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, he also has a thing where he makes fun of uh, the guy who plays Michael Scott on The Office a lot. Steve Carell, I think. Yeah, I I think they're friends and they're just kidding around. I think. Probably. Well, God knows. Anyway, I uh, think Steve Carell just acts all offended by you know to help sell the joke. Yeah, probably. Well, hopefully. I don't know. Anyway. So yeah, uh, the end result is cringe is subjective. Don't make fun of kids about it. Make fun of adults if you want, but never threaten to kill some or never send death threats, unless it's like a jihadist. In that case, probably fine. I think we should say never send death threats. Eh, that's easier to, yeah, because what? Yeah. Anyway, shouldn't put qualifications on a statement like that. I suppose. Because I mean, if like somebody's like a killer or something, you're sort of not not quite sinking down to their level, but you're sinking down a level when you do that. Yeah, but I mean, there are some real evil people on this earth. <laughs> Alright, that... Yeah, I, I've run enough. out of things to talk about. Anyway. Alright, that's the episode. Hope you liked it. If you have suggestions for topics and you're on Discord, you can hit me up on Discord. I'm not going to tell you my username, but if you're on servers online, you probably have it. Right, because we have no clue who actually listens to this, but yeah. And if... Yeah, assuming that this isn't just VPN weirdness and you're actually in a, another country listening to this, uh, hi, I can't believe you're listening to this in a foreign country. Not all Americans are like us. They're a lot dumber, usually. Well, what's the fucking quote? Imagine the, imagine the average moron realize half of all people are dumber than that jackass. <laughs> yep. All right, we're going to end the episode here. Long one.